0: is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.
1: And now, join Kevin Hart as he dives into the minds of some of your favorite celebrities. This is Gold Minds with Kevin Hart.
2: Welcome world, welcome to Gold Mines. That's right, you heard what I said, Gold Mines. I left out the comedy. Now, before I start the show, you maybe ask yourself, Kevin, why, why did you leave out the comedy? Well, because I felt like the show got big. It got so big that I felt like I was leaving out so many. So I now have made the decision to go to Gold Mines because now I'm tapping into the minds of all. That's right, not just comedy, not just comedic geniuses geniuses in general, people that I feel can give me and you nuggets, hence gold. Gold nuggets. How do I do it? How do I think of this shit? How do I do it? I know that's what you're saying. You're listening to me right now, and you're now saying back, I don't know, Kevin. How do you do it? Well, that's what I'm asking you. How? Today, guys, we got a hell of a mind. Uh, We got a guy that I'm, I'm extremely envious of and we'll get into the reasons why but i'm not only a fan i'm a friend i'm a friend of this guy but it takes a lot to stay relevant in the business where so many people fight for security it takes a lot to understand and navigate in the space of entertainment and constantly recreate this is somebody that thinks i think they've done it at a very high level for a long time ladies and gentlemen i have jason bateman on the show today. Holy
1: shit. Hey, Jason. Are you holding for applause? Are you going to put in no, some applause no. later? Put in some applause, no, people, applause later, please. Let's leave a gap for it. People are clapping in the cars, Jason. I think it's a small clap because I'm a silver mine. Okay? Yeah. I, I don't think I'm a gold mine. Maybe even bronze today. All right? I I, you, I get into silver just after lunch. We're at 10.36, so it's still pretty bronze. So I just I want everyone to manage their expectations, okay? <laughs> and does your audience understand that you are starting with comedy there, right? You got the pun going with gold mines yeah. with yeah. a D instead of yeah. gold mines. I yes. don't think they get what levels you're working on.
2: No, they, they, there's a level of genius that is really flying underneath the radar. It's stealth. It's stealth, it's but they're starting stealth. to get it. They're starting to get it. This is, and you know what's funny? This is more for me. This podcast isn't for um, my listeners as much as it is for me. Like, you know, I get to have in-depth conversations with people that I really am interested in, right? Like people that I, I haven't talked to in this manner. I get to do it on here and be authentic, be authentic, be true, and get real answers and a level of transparency from the people that I'm talking to that they may not give to anyone else. Cause it's me i pull up i pull out a different thing man
1: we try to do the same thing on on smart it's such a it's such a privilege uh a gift to be able to talk to you know your heroes i mean you you strike me as a as somebody who is not jaded by this business you're fully appreciative of where you are and it's not lost on you that you get to talk to people that you are a fan of um mm-hmm. you know like. I, I I if we ever lost that, we'd be missing out on um this this great privilege that we get to talk to our heroes like you're trapped in an elevator with them you know and it's like you are, you're immediately at like a peer level and you can just start asking them questions and they're gonna talk to you like a friend as opposed to a fan um you know there's a, that and you can get like a maybe a, a a table at a restaurant that's really popular those those are like the two greatest things i think about being pseudo famous is that you can talk to your heroes on a peer level and you can get a table
2: <laughs> you know you said you mentioned uh smartless which is your your pod um and which you helped
1: us out on thank you so so much uh your audience will see that and i think in a few months but uh you just a huge favor on that. by
2: the way such a such a dope show um with such a great group of guys um yeah. i'm curious i'm curious before i get into you because you know I only want to segue to that because you mentioned it and it's a crazy successful podcast, but how did that, how did that thing happen? Like what, was it just random or did you, was this like the next, was it the conversation of, okay, this is what I want to do next? How did you fall into that?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, after 40 some years, I, I wish I'd learned this lesson early on, which is, you know, there, there's a, there's a, there's a, a space for strategy in this business But you got a right size strategy because really the good stuff, the most successful stuff I found in my life just comes from not pushing and just letting stuff happen. And that's Mm kind of how this podcast happened where Will, Arnett, and Sean Hayes and I, or or three of us are very, very close. We were just trying to stay in contact during COVID by having a Zoom chat, Mm -hmm. you know, like this every once in a while. And um, Will was talking loosely about doing a podcast. By himself, and then I kind of joked that, "Well, hang on a sec. I want some of that Dak Shepherd money. I want, I want to do a podcast too. Let's let's do it together." He's like, "No, screw you, it's all mine." I said, "No, no, no, I'm in." um And then I saw Sean at some dinner the night afterwards, and I decided to get him jealous and tease him with, you know, me and Will, we're going to go get loaded, you know, up with money on uh, on the, some new podcast, and you can't come. He said, "No, no, no, I'm in." And I so I, I texted Will. I said, "You know, heads up, you're going to get a call from Sean. He wants it in too. We're all coming." Um, but then Sean, uh, you know, being the adult of the three of us, he actually put his people on it and figured out kind of, uh, you know, what a light lift it would be for us to just kind of stay in contact, and that maybe there was a way to maybe make uh, a little bit of hay and and some smiles during COVID, and um, and it's just a Zoom away once a week and so we we did it and we're really shocked still to this day it's a couple of years now that people just listen to our garbage you know i mean we're just talking i mean like you and me
2: i mean they yeah the fan base grew what are you talking about it's you guys fucking like i remember when the conversation started to like change uh for for you guys when when it became real like you know i it goes without saying my my ears and eyes are always on what's happening um, in the space of business and who is it happening for and why, right? Cause I'm I'm trying to manage this engine and this operation where I'm connected to so many different things. Yeah. And when you find when you find like the thread of like, okay, what's working and why, what I found within you guys, it was the synergy of real friendship and putting that real friendship on display and allowing other people to simply be a fly on a wall. To your randomness and and yeah. that randomness is what people like it's what they is what they gravitated towards and of course the show has grown into so much more i mean after covid you guys went and ventured out into the space of live live fucking shows like doing it live for an audience and your fan base uh started buying tickets by the way i was a little pissed because that's cutting into my
1: revenue um as a live performer did you, did you, what you, you sold out what did you sell out a bunch of nights i mean dude you're a king <laughs> um, we, were, we were just played a couple of theaters. Said, you were like, I said, it's intimate. This is intimate. This is, cute. this is intimate. this is cute. This is cute. A couple thousand people. It's cute. This is nice. You're, you're an arena man at worst and a stadium man. uh <laughs> more more realistically right i mean i don't know we're just all traveling in your way kevin we
2: we are we are all figuring it out and by the way i think that's the fun part moving away from your success in your podcast by the way if you do not know what it is um i mean guys educate yourself on it you two two years in two and a half years in
1: right jace i I think it's i'm not sure i think maybe two and a half i'm not sure Uh, two and and a half uh, years in
2: Two and a half years in, amazing group of guys, great conversations. Like you said, I did one for him, had a blast. Um, you guys will enjoy it as well. But let's talk about Jason, man. Let's talk about Jason Bateman, right? Jason, what what kind of celebrity do you see yourself as? Like at the top of the show, you joked and you're like, yeah, man, I'm silver or mediocre at best. Um, are you a guy that, that gets the attention when you go out? Um, do you feel like you're under the radar? Do you feel like uh you've kind of navigated this thing in the space to where you're comfortable or uncomfortable
1: as a star where are you at where do you see yourself a really great question i i'm gonna I'm, I ask
2: I'm, good questions on here
1: Jason. you really do you should have a podcast or a radio show <laughs> or some sort of ability to communicate with people uh i'd love to hear your answer to this when i'm done too by the way um i uh i find myself in a very very lucky place which is um, I can still go to the market, I can still go to the movie theater, and yes, I will get stopped, you know, multiple times a day, but it's just because they recognize me as, uh, you know, an actor that they recognize, you know, um, as opposed to a celebrity. And the, the difference there is that when you see a celebrity on the street, you've got to take a picture of that celebrity for your Facebook page or whatever, mm-hmm. or to send it to someone, look, look, look what I saw today. Like if a zebra escaped the zoo and was running down the boulevard, you'd have to get a picture of it Mm -hmm. because wait till I show people what I saw today that Mm -hmm. crossed my path. So I have friends as I'm sure you do too. And you may say that you feel like you're one of them where, you know, they just can't go places because they can't hide. Um, and they are, there's something sensational about them. Um, I, I don't, I don't have that, um, Uh, I, I'm just sort of stopped and told, Hey, I either like, or don't like what you did or what I saw you did as opposed to, Oh my God, there's that person that everyone's talking about, you know? So, you know, I know I can't green light a movie as quickly as, 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 as one of the zebras can, but, uh, but yeah, I could still go to the market maybe. So it's, it's sort of a, a give and take. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so happy. feel so fortunate to have that that place uh after these years because as you started um talking about relevancy that that that's the thing that's hard to maintain in a in a business that is success is not predicated on credentials um or um uh, how long you've been at it, it it's really a, a pretty fickle thing success and relevancy in this business um and and so you can't really help yourself as often as you might want to uh you you just you've got to be lucky and you got to be in favor uh with the public and and there's not a real clear metric as to how to maintain that
2: what you do have though is you have the ability to fit in yeah right like um there's not a situation and or project that jason bateman cannot find a comfortable place in and you know when i look at talent and when i like you know start to really break down talent it's it's not about like it's not just about the level of star that you can attach to a person um it's the it's the comfort in knowing that i'll be okay in whatever environment i'm placed in and i remember when you did um identity theft right with melissa melissa mccarthy yeah and i remember talking to dave becky uh, of course, who you know who yeah. you share. yeah, I um, love that and and me and Dave were talking about you, and I said, man, I said it's so dope because Jason Bateman, whether leading man, whether co-star, whether the third, I said, Jason Bateman never not scores. you fucking score like you <laughs> you you score. And and from the straight man to the to the to the punchline to the fucking story, it's like you just score. And I remember after seeing you in that movie, man, I was like, I feel like I feel like people may not really be aware of how fucking good Bateman is. And then you, then like after Ozark comes right, and while watching Ozark, I was like, I knew, I knew he could do whatever the fuck he wanted, like this guy this serious change like this thing from comedy like this this thing it's what motivated me to do true story yeah and that's what i wanted to tell you it was your your step into ozark and your your moment of giving your fan base like uh a transition of like okay guys i'm doing this and i'm writing it i'm gonna direct it like this is just kind of what i want to do like i'm i'm at this point in my career like it's I like doing shit like this. Like, I like doing what I want to do, and this is a good thing that I want to do. You fucking destroyed this role to the point where I was like, the fanfare attached to you has to go up. It's one of the, you're now in like, I feel series history. I feel like Ozark put you in series well, hall of
1: fame. Well, you're very, very nice to say all that. I mean, you I- You don't I, believe that? You don't think well, Ozark
2: is going down as one of the best- shows of like the last 10 years
1: Uh, i i mean look i for me it was as far as my taste goes i i just couldn't be happier with the ability for all of those incredible people to come together and drill this tiny little target that i was hoping we would we would hit and 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 as you know it it does take a team i mean Mm -hmm. this isn't this isn't painting it's not tennis or golf where it's some individual thing. It's it's football. Like you can't you can't win if you just got a quarterback. You need an O line and a D line. I mean, et cetera, et cetera. So um the fact that we were able to to hit this this little target that I was I was hoping for with these great scripts, um, I'm super proud of. And then, you know, it's it's up to the opinions of folks smarter than me and a larger group than me to decide, you know, where it sits. But Um, I'm really happy with what we did and that we got out of there before we screwed it up too bad.
2: But the volume of want changed, though. Like, you know, now, I mean, you're an award-winning, you know, actor. You're attached to an award-winning series, outstanding this, nominated for this. So now the want for a Bateman project or a uh, Bateman-directed project Et cetera. Like that changes now. Yeah. The, the volume and demand, of course, has like grown. So how are you now handling that? Uh,
1: well, um, again, another question I'd love to hear you ask, answer. It's, um, you know, what what I'm sure you're you're dealing with as well is you look at opportunity and you consider how does that fit into. Where I'd like to see myself in a year or five years. And then also what I think I can handle, what I mm. hope I can handle mm-hmm. and the risk of overshooting or, or under trying those are equal risk. And so you try to find that project that, you know, takes you to the limits of what you think you can handle based on what you hope you've learned from the last project and the series of projects before that. Because I think in anybody's career, whoever's listening, whatever career they're in, whatever occupation they're in, you're always hoping that you get the job, the promotion um, that takes advantage of what you've been absorbing and learning. Because if you stick in the same job, the same level of responsibility for years and years and years you can get a little stale and you can get a little antsy and you start misbehaving either at work or away from work mentally or physically, or whatever it is you want to keep growing and keep challenging yourself in this life. I think, I hope that you use your years correctly. And for me, directing is that, you know, all these years of sitting on a set as an actor, uh, watching all these incredible people create, you know, fake life, you know, it's, it's a sneaky tough thing to do, you know, make it all believable. I mean, 99% of the work goes into just trying to make it look like it's real. And then 1% of it is trying to spike it just a little bit. So, uh, these crew members, um, are just incredible technicians and pardon the term artists that I got really, really excited about, uh, maybe trying to get the privilege of leading. Mm. Um, many, many years ago. And with that comes a lot of responsibility and a lot of uh, homework. And so for me, it's, uh, it's, it's getting an opportunity to do more directing. Um, acting I still love to do, but, um, I, a a long time ago, I sort of stopped getting super excited about morphing into really, really odd characters, things, uh, characters that are really far from, who I am, you know, the guy with the limp or the accent or whatever that is. That's kind of how I started when I was 10 or 11. That was my dream. But now uh, my taste in acting or what I like to watch as a viewer with acting is watching how little an actor can do. Um, uh, because if I see too much acting going on now, I'm watching acting. So mm. my personal style with acting is just trying to just disappear and just be the audience, just be us, just be normal just react to the crazy shit that's going on around us. Um, And that's probably why I like directing too, because it's sort of more like a
0: portal. Well,
2: real quick, before we go on, man, let me pay some bills. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Guys, we got more gold mines when we come back.
0: Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow SmartLess on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to SmartLess ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. And We're back. Yeah.
2: I'm hearing, first of all, I'm hearing like this amazing, just, I can hear growth, right? And you said, Kevin, I, I would love to hear your answer in um, yeah. the same question. So what, what I did, I did it, I did it backwards because everything came to me fast. Yeah. So the demand of me happened so fast. And I, I took the volume, right? I wanted the volume. I'm going to go. I'm going to churn. And right. I got lucky in taking the volume and these things worked. You know, uh, I haven't had nothing that hasn't worked.
1: The, yeah. Amen. It's
2: all fucking worked, right? Yeah. Like from the side of box office success to personal success and uh, uh, experiential. And it's, it's all worked. And now after taking the volume, I'm at the place now where, okay, now you want the volume to be turned down a little bit, but I want the premium to be turned up. But mm-hmm. what I now have because of the success in the volume is the control. So the green light ability is what's attractive. The ability to say, well, I'm, I wanna do this. And everybody jumps on the train because you've yeah. been a great partner um a a great business return uh positive side of revenue etc everything checks out to know follow the lead of when you have that there's nothing more valuable you now are you got that right and the reason why i asked you the question is because now the energy behind a jason bateman directed project is one of no he fucking knows what he's doing get out his way right like like everybody's (laughs) like no get out his way he'll write it he'll do it all like but the pressure that comes with that it's a different pressure because you really are taking it all on right like i i was able to manage it and do it differently and i figured it out backwards but i got to the end result of good of understanding team personnel attaching it so i got this great team around me for you and now wanting the churn it's like i asked you the question because i feel like the jason bateman now the like you got an opportunity for another fucking stamp like when i think about identity theft when i think about the change up when i think about fucking horrible bosses like i can go down i know your shit i'm a Hmm. fan of your shit like i know (laughs) what you've done i know what you've come from i know how long you've been around in the business i know how excited we were doing central intelligence when we got you for the cameo and the credibility
1: what a fun day at work that was yeah
2: i mean like but i i know like the 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 credibility um and and the the like the strong stance that these massive fucking projects have have like have gotten you but now in the space of control developing writing directing well now you're wearing different hats and the pressure changes and my my reason for asking that is because it's like now okay you got some new excitement in this but at the same time are you prepared for that level of like overwhelming pressure and do you welcome that more than you welcome the world of the actor
1: dealing with the pressure yeah
2: which one is the better balance
1: um well I guess with both of them, I don't feel a ton of pressure only because I feel like what the ask is, is just to not suck. Don't be full of shit. You know, like with, like with, you know, I'm like, that's, I don't know about you. You start somebody like me where that's what we're trying to do every day is not just suck. not be full of shit and yeah. not suck and just be a good dude and be honest with what we're doing. And with, with acting, it's about not acting and just being real. So you look at the scene and what is the scene asking the character to do? And so just be believable being that. Um And with directing, it's kind of the same thing. It's What is the scene asking to show the audience? And then as a director, how do you shape that? You know, you're going to communicate what the scene's about with the camera. You're going to do it with the performances. You're going to do it with the lighting or the music down the road or whatever it is. And so all I'm trying to do is just execute my taste, which I hope and trust is in line with a large group of people that might see this. And then the only thing that's left is, do you know how to execute that? Mm Because a lot of people have taste, but they don't know how to do it. But when they see it, they could say, oh, that's great. So that's taste. Know-how is a different thing. And and I've spent a lot of time observing know-how and asking the, the right questions, I hope and practicing a little bit. And I feel like I've been scaling up at a responsible level um, to where what I'm asking for now is something that I I can, I, I can deliver. I, I I hope, you know,
2: Are the numbers intimidating now? Cause now you're in the world of budget you're in the world of uh project from being small yeah. now, and immediate to now bigger so now um from my understanding like you just got your fucking you just signed on to do like a big a big budget project you got a studio yeah. film like this is the the real deal like is this is the butt starting to like pucker a little bit now or is it still like well
1: i mean as you know that sometimes the 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 main difference between uh uh you know a $10 million movie and a $60 million movie is, we just can't afford to have Kevin Hart in a $10 million movie. We, we you know, it. so a lot of it is just, is sometimes just salary, uh, or of a couple of big stars, or, um, you have many more days mm-hmm. to shoot the 110 page script. So we only have to do three pages a day instead of seven pages a day, which means you can just move just a little bit slower. So it doesn't really change much, except um, um, you know stuff that you just you don't see or feel. Um, My butt puckered uh, a little bit, Jason.
2: I'm not gonna lie. We it, it <laughs> took the jump um, shifting from the business. Just a little quick second, man. You know we're talking about getting busier. We're talking about a bigger demand of time. How are you balancing? that between family right you're a married guy family you know yeah. are you a guy that's um extremely conscious of how long you can be away and the times and in, in what and when you're away or are you figuring that out as you go
1: yeah and that's another great question and, and- yeah jason because i'm a fucking good interviewer man <laughs> jesus it's accepted <laughs> already god damn it fucking sean hayes got nominated for best interviewer yeah, and, we're, and there's three of us there. He got he got the single one. i was like, oh, why, Kishan? if you were asked such great goddamn questions. You should be nominated for that. Um, so, uh, so to be honest, uh, I I could probably uh, be better at that um, only because I don't think you can ever be good enough
0: mm, at that,
1: uh, which is finding the, the the correct balance. Because the truth is that's constantly changing because your family is constantly changing. Absolutely. You know this. The needs of your, of your, of your spouse, of your children, uh, they're growing every single day. So they're changing every day and the helpful role that you can play in their life and theirs and yours evolves every day. And you got to stay conscious of that. So, um, I've got two girls, 16 and 11, um, a wife I love very much. I've been married to for 20 plus years. Um, and so I've got to be aware of you know, if I'm in their face too much or ask them to come with me on location, that might not be great for them. Mm -hmm. You know, that might be disruptive to their life. Mm -hmm. Um, What might be best is if I don't come home or if I don't call. Sometimes it's better if I do come home or do call a bunch. You just got to stay aware of it. And and what complicates that even more for me is that uh, I grew up in a house. uh, My mom was a flight attendant for Pan Am for 30 plus years. So the whole time I was growing up, my mom was gone for two months of every month uh two weeks of every month um and my dad was often on location writing directing producing so my sister and i grew up kind of with our own house key and kind of had to wake up ourselves and make our own breakfast or Mm -hmm. lunch or dinner and and so that's a normal pattern to me and i am happy with the way i grew up so i have to be careful and not misinterpret what was normal for me as what might not be helpful to my kids, or or maybe it is, maybe they're comfortable with it. So I just always have to keep an eye on if they're as good with it as I was um, wow. and not get lazy with, well, stop complaining. I grew up, you know, with the mom that wasn't there two weeks of every month, you know, and um, it's just, it's something I, I always got to keep an eye on, the long-winded answer to your question.
2: I fucking, I just had a doozy of a conversation with my, uh, my daughter, my daughter's 17. Yeah. And you know, it was, it was one of those being aware and alert. And I don't know if you are here, but the, the teenage daughter will kick your ass at some point. Oh yeah. It will, it will present the moment of like, what the fuck is going on. Right. Right. And we, like, we had our little moment and I had to tell her, I said, listen, I understand, you know, how hard, it can be with having me as your father, right? Yeah. Like I understand what that shadow thing can be, or maybe not be, I just want to know, I want you to know that I'm aware of it. but I want you to also know, I was like, I can't change it. I was like, I'm your dad. yeah. And unfortunately this is what you were born into. And this is what our lives are. And I was like, you can either embrace, accept, and and you know, find amazing solutions within opportunities that you don't have to have that you now do because of this or you can look at the moments that you get frustrated by and and hold on to those i said but what i'm going to do is be aware of all aspects from your pov of how things can be or how they can feel and try my best to you know um fulfill the needs of. Yeah. When and where I can. I said, but you have to help me in understanding that there's some things that are just out of my control. Right. You know, and we're we're living in a time that's dominated, of course, by anxiety, uh, or, you know, like um people people's minds today are operating differently because it's so many sparks things are sparking so many different thoughts and social media is driving that especially for these younger kids so the conversation of or what people think or what matters it's like it's so much but to your point we because of what we grew up in or where we've come from we have an ability to look at things with such a grounded version of reality and that assumption attached to that is one of like no it's okay and we can't do that. We have to be aware much more than what we may have thought or, or, uh, shown in, in the early stages of parenting. Um, but I think I'm, I've gotten better as time has went on. Um, yeah. but it's to your point of just, of being extremely conscious, um, and, and just knowing that like, we can always improve.
1: There's, the, there's this, um, there's this, this parallel version of Kevin Hart or Jason Bateman or anybody else that's in the public eye that our families uh are fortunately or unfortunately a part of and and share with the public and and that is sort of a a a, a that's the big right that's that's mm-hmm. that's the big that we're all a part of and can be confusing and unfair to them our our, our family or us Um, but it's the reality and it's a, it's a, sometimes it's it's not, it's not accurate and we're all in it together and it can be uncomfortable. But what I try to make sure my kids understand is that while we might share the big with the public, we'll always have the small that they don't know and that they don't. Uh, that they aren't a part of. And and I'm always going to be here for you in that small. Mm. And that, that's the part that we have that they can't touch. And it's the real. And it's something that is accurate. And it's not some sort of narrative that some sensationalized headline can write for clickbait or whatever the hell it is. or. Um, I got you and you got me and I know you and you know, me, and that's never going to change. And so we've got something that they can't touch or ever see or Uh ever hear. And that's a strength that, um, they deserve to have and know. Um, and it, it powers through everything. The small beats, the big, every single day.
2: You, you also, uh, of course grew up with uh you know a, a nice surrounding cast of talent right like i mean you've you've been in the business for a long time you know we don't have to get into how old you are uh <laughs> but we can just take an assumption here 54
1: 54 as of uh last month i wasn't going to say it you know jason it's fine
2: okay it's not a problem at all but, you know these things are this is good
1: i don't play a day over 32 though it's-
2: there's yeah. Real no, no, no. Problems. You've been you've been 36 for the last 20 years <laughs> in your
1: roles, okay?
2: <laughs> with that being said, uh now, okay, wow, man. Shit. This guy, he's controlling projects, okay? The friends of old that are in the business. Are you getting pitches? Are people coming to you with, "Jason, I want to meet with you. Jace, I got a thing, man. This could be big." Jason, I need to talk. Like, what? How are you also controlling the world of no's from those that are close to you in the business this is something else that i had to learn and that i had to that i had to get to right like i i had to i had to really get to a place and point where i had to be good with going hey man no yeah no man i cannot do that that's it's off brand that's it's not aligned with the things that i have going i cannot divert and do these things i cannot make myself this available i cannot just, just because we're friends how are you handling yeah. that?
1: yeah yeah and well it's um it starts with um as i'm sure it is with you it's your first instinct is um to put yourself in their position um which is you'd probably do the same thing they were doing um because we're we're, we're boys We're tight. I mean, what, I can't bring you this idea that I've been working on. I mean, you know, Kevin, come on, like just hear, hear me out. And of course you're going to listen, but then they, it's only fair that they listen too. you know, you're allowed to ask, but I, I need to be allowed to say no. And if it honestly is not a fit either creatively or, or strategically or, or for any other reason, um, it, it then becomes your responsibility to uh, articulate that in a way that they can understand it. Um, and, and if they can't, then the other probably legitimate thing is you're just not available. There's just not time to do it because the, the truth of the matter is that we're also in a fortunate time where there's a bunch of stuff lined up and I can't do two things at once, unless you're asking me to just, you know, uh maybe do be a real passive producer on it um you know but no. maybe they don't know man
2: i need yeah. you behind the lens on this one <laughs> right
1: Jay. yeah it's i need you
2: uh, buddy what do you mean yeah
1: it's you know listen these are these are these are high class problems yeah jay's
2: you got to read this can you read this script tonight exactly can you read it tonight
1: and and you do, and uh, and then you got it. I mean, listen, it's part of it. You know, it's it's like walking down the street. Well, is it a hassle to have to take a picture, sign an autograph? Maybe, but guess what, dude? Careful what you wish for. This is part of the job. Absolutely. And so, carve out a little time. Read the script. Construct uh an email or a text that is sincere and is properly punctuated, so that it doesn't look like you fired it off in twenty seconds like this stuff matters and if not for them do it for you so that you stay the kind of you that you can be proud of
2: yes yes i i ask these questions and and i know i know i i know where you are i know what's coming your way i've been there i still still oh you're
1: there you're there times 10 i can't imagine the number of emails you gotta write
2: it's 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 insane but what i am and i want to know if you are too i am extremely relationship conscious i i prioritize and value all relationships from the biggest to the smallest um i make i make not one none none seem as if they are beneath right um and i understand you got it you've got
1: an incredible reputation um you you know you you should know that um your listeners should know that there's no way it's like being you can't ever be present at your own funeral like you can never really know what people are saying about you unless you're not you and so i can tell you uh i've never heard a bad word about you and and that's that's hard to do when somebody is as high profile as you
2: i'm big on it jace like I'm, i'm talking like from the calls to the handshakes to the listening to the, to the cast, to the crews, like I'm just big on it. But, but it's also because, you know, I do have the POV from having
1: nothing. Yeah.
2: Like, and that, that's a, that's a real thing. Like having nothing or knowing what it's like to have nothing.
1: And it never leaves your rear view mirror. Oh you my know? God. I mean, it's always right there,
2: right there. Know? By the way, it can happen. Like tomorrow. Yes. It's very you better easy. be knocking knock wood like me. Knock wood. I'll just knock some. i just knock some. Yes. some. It's <laughs> it's extremely, extremely easy. Um, yeah. I want to shift gears again, man. We talked about family.
1: You're very good at this, by the way. I swear to God, you really should look into a radio show or podcast. I mean, honestly, this is no, J- this is fun Jason, to just that, talk to you, but
2: no, Jason, that's what this is. This is a is a that vibe.
1: what that black foam thing is just below lens there? Is that a microphone?
2: That's a microphone, Jason. I'm doing.
1: You thought we were just talking. No, it's just a good morning call.
2: No, I Jason, that's why I you were doing. said I told you oh where the Remember, I said <laughs> we're the I said, <laughs> said, said we're the head Um, I got my my last question for you. in such a great conversation.
1: You know, I listen Is this hit? Are we done? This yeah, has I been a mean, great rehearsal. Are we gonna roll on the next one? What
2: do you mean roll on the
1: next one? Have we really been going? We're approaching an hour of an interview. Like, this was feels an like, interview. It was like two minutes, you angel. <laughs> <laughs> just incredible. Would you ever fill in? If if Will or Sean ever got sick, would you fill in? Oh, my God.
2: Not only would I there fill is. in, I would, I would. I did this little thing called Steal the Concept. You got a second? You got a, a minute yep. to talk about it? Yeah, you got just, me all day. Y- your whole brand, what I did was I just called it night in the town but it's just me and two of my friends that don't have the same level of uh celebrity as your guy i'm joking oh man i'm gonna do that with you guys in a heartbeat i love it i love your energy i love that that you guys have the audience and following behind you and it's only going to get bigger you have a brand and that brand is going to grow i know the deal that you guys got and i feel like it's the first of what will be many and you're talking about preparing for that next stage i mean Dude, we don't we don't necessarily want the 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 fast-paced world of the business as much as we once did right and I think as we're slowing down and you want that that time home and 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 you know to be around what you've created and actually enjoy it things like these hour slots and you know these once or two week pop-ins with a great umbrella over it there's no way we can do this until we're 65 70. Look at fucking yeah. Howard Stern. Howard Stern yeah. is 107. He's <laughs> 107 years old and still, still doing it at the highest level.
1: He, he's a, such a good dude. How much do you love Howard Stern? I, mean, I he's love so him. goddamn Howard, sweet that guy.
2: Howard has been making a hundred million dollars a year on radio for 30 years. Yep. For 30 years. I mean, he's he's truly like he's a stud I'm, I'm so envious of just what he built what he's done and you know we're able to now get these opportunities because of the ceiling that he created and they're, they're now allowing us to go through man so for yeah. you for your pod for what you're doing Jace it's uh it's truly dope to see and watch directing acting writing um checking all the fucking boxes man don't stop I hope you got more left um and and when when the time presents itself it will for you and I to do something together, man. And, and you know, I'm, I'm patiently waiting on that on that opportunity to come. I want to get some Bateman. I want to get some oh, of this man. fucking, this goddamn nothing Bateman would, good.
1: Nothing would be more fun. I, I, I always think about a little two-hander with you. That would be such a blast
2: showing up to fucking work with bateman i mean dude i can't i can't express my level of uh a fan more than i already have but you know it's genuine it it really is man well back at you kevin this means the world thank you for coming on gold mines by the way you kicked off gold mines it was comedy gold mines okay i tapped into the world of just comedy greats you kicked off gold mines you're the first the first, the, the first nugget the first nugget of just gold goldmine. And God damn it, you are an example of what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you're in your cars right now and, and you haven't blinked in at least two minutes because you're mind blown. And that's what's supposed to happen. That's what's supposed to happen when you listen to gold mines. Because what you get here, you will not get anywhere. It's not just gems. It's not just information. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. You get motivated, you get inspired because you hear truth. You hear the truth behind the story and background of what one has done. We're not done, man. We're just getting started. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: Jason Bateman. Thanks, bud. That was fun. Gold Mines with Kevin Hart is a serious XM and LOL radio production. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, Eric Eddings, and Eric Weil. With Tastemakers Media, Emil Garner and Ian McDonald.